0: Welcome to the Forge Truth Podcast, where we are building great men as God defines greatness. Forge is a movement of men with a mission to help all men realize they're the deeply beloved, redeemed sons of the Most High God. I'm your producer, Zach, and I'm here to discuss the issues that affect men the most with our two hosts, Dr. Pete Allinson, lifelong pastor and leader of Forge, and Jason Quinones, bishop of Core Faith Church in Oviedo, Florida. Men, welcome to the show.
1: Hey! Here we go. Here we go again.
2: I right. know, man. Good look, to be good to be with you guys. Looking forward to being uh, with you on this topic.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Today we're talking about arguing and and uh, quarrels
1: and controversy. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be a good time, as long as we don't have any quarrels, controversies, or disagreements. Oh, I, be great. I plan on some squabbling. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, you know, I think I think Zach and and uh, is one of the most controversial people I know. You're one of the nicest bishop. I gotta I gotta admit that. For a passionate man who has who hey, you're Hispanic, right? Yes, I and know. I got a quarter Venezuelan, so yeah. I'm some of that too. But Zach is over the top. Yeah. Uh yeah. difficult.
0: Sure, I'll try to tone it down for this episode. But <laughs> if you guys say something I disagree, I'm gonna jump on it. All right, all right. Yeah. Today we're gonna talk about how a Christian man should handle a disagreement. We've all had arguments and I'm sure we've all had arguments where we're not proud of how we acted during them. Am I never,
1: right? I've never <laughs> actually Louis Vega shout out to my, my man, Lewis. I don't know if you're listening to this, but he is our media guy. And him and I, a few years back, we concluded that passionate people talk passionately about things they're passionate about. And so him and I have had some intense conversations, and we have definitely raised our voices and made some faces, but we walk away and we're good. And it's because we know each other, we love each other, and we're going to continue walking together, but we're not going to hold stuff in. And what I have learned is it's not like that with everybody. It is not like that uh, with everybody. I have literally lost relationships because I'm thinking, well, me and Vega, we have this understanding. No, different temperaments respond differently. So me as a man, I have to be sure that I temper myself in different situations with different people.
2: Yeah, it's true. And and it kind of goes back to one of our forge values is know why you do what you do in the way you do it. In other words, know thyself, Socrates said, and many men don't really know themselves. They don't know why they are. So that's why we teach on temperaments too. So some temperaments um, temperamental types, melancholy, phlegmatic, sanguine, choleric. Some of you are more, we're all passionate, but we express our, uh, our convictions differently. Um, and if you're a more c- a cerebral intellectual kind of guy, it may, you may be able to tell me what you really deeply believe firmly without emoting all over me but some guys are going to be just more em- emotionally evocative. Uh, they're going to bring things out of, uh, of me, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think also it's not not just in the cuz we're talking about how we deal with conflict, how we deal with an, an argument. I think sometimes because of a person's temperament, they may be very expressive and you feel like, "Oh, they can dish it so they can handle it." Ah. But they can't handle it. Like when you come back and that's my that's probably my biggest issue. Right. Like if you if you come at me hard, I'm going to raise up and I'm going to you know, we're going to keep on elevating. Right. And I've learned that it's not always that way. So it's really important that we know people as well. Right. Know ourselves for sure. But that we also know people as well and, and get to know them in conversation so that way we we'll be able to engage better when there is disagreement, when there are things that we disagree on, because you'll be in a position where you're in a relationship with, you're an employee, an employer, an employee, you could be with a coworker, it could be with your spouse, it can be with your kids, and so just kind of looking at those different situations that you could be in and understanding how this works is really important boy that's that's powerful, so knowing yourself
2: and then knowing the other person, which is really the essence of communication right, right. Um, what you're saying is not what i 'm hearing because of the interference in the mean in, in, in between us through how you said what you say, and a lot of have you have you guys ever gotten into trouble because of how you said what you said to someone close to you bishop you've already confessed that. Zach, has that ever been true for you? You're pretty cerebral and easy, and pretty measured in how you speak.
0: Here's the thing: is the the tone of how you say something, you just have no control over how it comes across. (laughs) You know, you might don't think think so. Well, no, you do have control, but you ultimately you might think that you phrase something in a way that was meant for this way, and it comes across as a totally different way. I've, I've been caught by that many times.
2: Okay. I think that's true. I, and I think a lot of times, you know, I I tell you, I honestly thought when I was a young man, I used to think women are complex. Men are simple. We're just simple. We're easy to get along with. And then, and and I, and, and I'm, we're not emotional. We're intellectual. We're fact-based, you know? And then I was talking to my wife about this one day and she said, you're one of the most emotional people I know. And I said, Whoa! no, I mean, come on. I went to seminary and all this stuff. And she said, no, you are. And and I was like, yeah, yeah, I really am. So we need to know ourselves. We need to know how we come off.
0: Like one of the things that I do when I'm arguing with someone or like we disagree heavily on something is I try to be very aware of like, this is what I think, but I know it might not be right, okay? So I, I will very often in a disagreement say something to the effect of, I could be wrong on this, but this is what I think. You know, yep. Yeah. And when I say it, I mean it to, as a sense of humility. Like I know there's there's not a hundred percent chance I'm right on this. I'm trying to leave room for me being wrong. Yep. But the way it comes across, it apparently, is arrogant. Like, oh, I I might be wrong on this, but I think this. That, no. And so it does the exact opposite thing that I want it to do. It's like. Uh, it, it's not, it comes across as arrogant when I want it to like show that I'm trying to be humble about like how I feel about something.
2: Well, no, I've never felt that with Zach when you've said that this is, this is my conviction. I've never thought that, but maybe somebody who knows you really close, uh, might say that I like a wife or something like that. <laughs> I don't know, but, um. Well,
1: and I I, I think that's a good strategy, don't you think that's a good strategy? I was I was going to say we should stop the podcast right now. Yeah. So every man can commit that to memory. Yeah. That is like, honestly, I'm I'm going to use this. Like, I just literally just learned a way to communicate better, because I think that even though someone could say right like that, oh, that's that's that sounds arrogant. I don't think that sounds arrogant at all. I feel like that's disarming because what it's saying is, look, I have an opinion. So let's not there's no qualm with that. I have an opinion, but I could be wrong. And even how I'm perceiving this could be wrong. So that actually helps the conversation. My problem is, I'm very opinionated. And I'm never going (laughs) to tell you like, I've already thought about this a bazillion times before I've even brought it to your attention. So I know I'm not wrong. And I'm not even going to give you the opportunity to say that I could be wrong. And so It's definitely humble, right? Like to do that. (laughs) And I think that I just learned how to maintain relationships right now. I I really think, (laughs) and I I actually learned
2: that several years ago, I didn't always employ it. Mm. And I certainly didn't believe it at first. I I started doing it before I believed it, Mm. you know, because I realized, uh, you know, as pastors, we're trained three points in a poem, man. We got to know everything and we got to say it right. And, uh, but my temperament, conspires with my role and makes it worse. Yeah. Okay, here's another thing age I think as we get older we get more uh, straightforward on certain things at least my wife thinks that and uh, um, and and that it's it's like I wasn't trying to be non-sympathetic or kind I was just being straightforward.
0: You you do a little bit less dancing around it, and you just get straight to it.
2: Yeah, yeah uh, less messing around. And so, but we have to keep that sophisticated. We have to keep a sophisticated aware self awareness of what we're saying, who we are, and who's listening. Right back to what you said earlier. Bishop. Well, you know where it came from for me was a lot of times I'll do this thing.
0: Just to, I guess to entertain myself is I'll try to predict what'll what'll happen next. Like if I'm in a room, I'll try to like predict, oh, that'll happen. And I've learned through that process that a good portion of the time, I'm just completely wrong, you know? And so I I am constantly like testing like this barometer of like, like, can I trust my own intuition on things? Mm. And uh, I think the majority of the time I can and a significant amount of time, I'm just dead wrong. And uh, and so I try to apply that to when I'm disagreeing with someone. It's like they might see something that I don't see, and I know that I'm wrong sometimes. Yep, I prove yep. to myself that I'm wrong sometimes, even if I'm sure. And so you have to build in that humility if you're disagreeing with someone.
2: So just look at the facts of of our record and help can help us be more humble. By the way. Humility is a major virtue. Someone said that it's the gateway of all of the virtues and character traits. and I think that that there's an argument to be made for that. And certainly grace uh, in Christ makes us more gracious, should make us more humble. You know you might be right, Bishop, but here's my conviction on this point right now. Um, yeah, and I was sitting with a young man the other day, good thinker, really sharp guy. Um, and, um, he, he said several times and he said it enough that it got my attention. He grew up in the church where I was pastor. So he was respectful, but he said, he said, I, I, I'd really like to get your opinion on this. And then he'd, he'd make the point, And he actually wanted to hear my opinion. And he said it enough in the course of our lunch that I thought I ought to be using that more with other people because I tend to think at my advanced age, I know everything. I should be saying, Zach, I'd really like. Bishop, I really like to get your opinion on this. But the fact is, I don't want a lot of people's opinion. <laughs> I want them
1: to to suck up my opinion. And I just have to confess that, you know. Well, temperamentally, so, I'm 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 a thinker. Yeah. And so I think through something a lot before I talk to you some of it is me convincing myself, right? Like I'm, I'm thinking through it and I'm like, okay, this is right. This is how I see it or whatever the case is. And so a lot of times, especially in difficult conversations that could turn into a disagreement, I've usually thought through this a lot and, and it's probably boiling up in me in some way or whatever the case is. And so that can happen in other, in other scenarios where, it wasn't something I was thinking about necessarily. And the it just happens in a conversation. That's a little bit different. I can be a little bit more just, okay, I have an opinion. I think I feel pretty strongly about what we're talking about. And then there's other times that I'm just like, I have no idea. Like before when we were off air, Zach was like, how would you prove the earth is round? And I'm like, I don't know, but I would just send them to Zach, you know, and so I, I, I wouldn't try to argue that point. Now, if I knew I was going to have a conversation with someone who was a flat earther or whatever the case is, I would go and study it up and I would come back and I would have some some ways to defend that right so you're you're you have a loaded gun ready yeah, to go right yeah so let's let's talk about um, our language
2: with our kids younger kids say say um, under 18 what should our language be maybe that's too broad young kids how should men interact with their their young kids uh, in discussing things with their younger kids
0: well I have a four-year-old girl and yeah I'm still working that out so I, I look to you guys for advice you've
1: been there since you're so old. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because th- this is going to sound, I don't even know how this is going to sound, probably super simplistic, right? But so the, the book of Ephesians says that we're supposed to speak the truth in love, mm-hmm. right? What I noticed with my daughter as she was growing up, I mean, I, I rarely, I'm a loud guy. And so I, I'm always yelling like, and, and I mean that I, I'm always loud, you know? Um, I, so I'm always like having to recognize, Hey, I'm, I'm somewhere that I need to lower my voice and, mm. and those types of things. So that's what I mean by that. Um, My family always, you know, we're always yelling, you know, and we're yelling, cutting each other off in conversation. We all talk fast. It's, you know, it's one of those things. That's yeah. just, that's how we were. Right. But with Alexis, I felt like when she was young, man, I, I, I rarely offended her, hmm. and I and I and there was always like a gentleness and a tenderness. And now, mind you, I was stern with her, and and in some cases, my wife has always been more of the law. I've always been more of grace, but I think that if I was to say how should we speak to our kids is in love. Now with my son, it's so funny because we have these recordings, and I remember him being in preschool. And one night we were laying in bed and we're getting ready to pray. And he was like, Hey, let me pray. And I was like, okay. And he did the whole, our father. Mm. And I was like floored because yeah. I I didn't teach him that. And he like went through the whole, and I said, man, that was amazing. So we're laying in bed, whatever. So the next morning I tried to get him to do the, our father and I tried to record him. And so I wanted to record him because I wanted to send it to, to Elaine And toward the end, my son started to do his little jittery, you know, our father, and he started doing all this stuff. And at the end of the video, I'm on the video and I'm like, why do you always have to be kidding? Why do you always have to be playing? I just told you what he was in preschool, right? Yeah. (sighs) When I heard that video, I'm like, what a jerk I am. Like, why am I talking to my, my like four year old kid? Like he's eight or nine, you know? And so I think that with my daughter, I was very, I was much better at being really calm with her and she's different temperamentally as well. Like she would probably never do something like that because that's, she just wasn't like that. still isn't like that. And so I think that I, I would say I didn't, I didn't do as good of a job as of being speaking the truth in love and, and making sure that all of my communications with him have always been tempered that way. Yeah. So I no. would say that I think, I, I think, you know. And yeah.
2: there's the male-female thing going on there. We had two boys and then a girl. And then, you know, I, I, think, I think gentle is best, but firm. No, you can't run out into the street. No, you can't touch the stove. It's hot. No, you know, honey, yes, we, we are going to pick our toys up right now. So I think the more we do that, it's better. Um, and I don't think we ever gain by losing our temper. Uh, and I, certainly I have my fair share of that too. But um, as a, as I, I think when we debate and discuss with our older, say, teenage kids, I think a discussion, an argument doesn't have to be a verbal knockdown, drag out argument. We can argue, we can discuss a point, but I think dads need to be in touch with themselves saying things like, all right, we're obviously disagree on this. All right, now I'm gonna give you my arguments and then and, and you can give me your arguments back, your your facts. And I think we need to control ourselves.
0: I feel very strongly that in relationships, you know, with your spouse, with your family members, your friends. If the argument is you against them. You have an argument against an adversary, right? You're trying to win against an adversary, and that's when you're trying to win the argument. That's an adversary. If someone's an ally, if it's your spouse, your friend, your family member, you're not trying to defeat them. They're not your adversary. You're not trying to win the argument. You and them are trying to come into
2: harmony into a consensus. I agree with you 100%, right, Bishop? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. But this is what causes a lot of disharmony in marriage because uh, because it seems sometimes is that we are trying to win. Absolutely. And that's why we need to come back in marriage in particular to remember as men that we're one flesh with our wives. So you my know? wife
0: and I tell each other all the time, it is not you versus me, it's you and me versus the world. Yeah. And good, good, we, good. we repeat that to each other all the time. Huh. If it ever feels like this is you versus me, we need to sit, uh, take a step back and reflect on why does it feel that way? Because right. honestly, it's us together trying to figure out what the best step is for us. Yeah. And uh, and if you're on the same side, you can be passionate, but like you're you're, you're on the same side right. and it's just a, a totally different
2: deal. So remembering that your allies is absolutely right. crucial. So okay, let's let's talk about let's talk about with our somebody at work or our neighbor and you know we're at the mailbox and, or we're getting a cup of coffee and they go, "Can you believe what happened on the news last night?" Dun, 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 dun. That was so awful." And you say, "Actually, I thought that was a um that was a good decision so and so made." Mm-hmm. You know, we differ morally on right. an issue. Um how do we how do we how do we deal with that? I mean, are Christians, it seems to me so often, either are harsh and angry in what they say. Um, we don't know how to argue or discuss well, and I think we should. Sometimes we get, we, we lash back. Sometimes we're absolutely, we, we retreat. We say nothing when there's a perfect opportunity to say something.
1: So what do we say about that, guys? So, I mean, James says that we should be let every man be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, or slow to wrath, because the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God, right? Yeah. So I think, first of all, we need to be good listeners. Listen to what is being said. Being a good listener. Ask questions. Don't just jump to the offense right away. And that, I think, is helpful because, again— Especially if you're talking to someone who's a non-believer and they know you're a Christian, they may already be prepared that you're going to come guns blazing. They may be saying something to be antagonistic, right? You don't know. So I, I would say that. So be quick to listen. Be slow to speak. That doesn't mean not to speak. That just means don't speak in anger. Again, in that in that conversation, you're going to speak the truth in love. I want that person to come to understand the truth And it's probably not going to happen the same way it wouldn't happen with my teenage kid with me just blaring out at them or just, you know, um, you know, hitting them full force with my voice or whatever the case is, or trying to dominate the conversation. So I would say that and, and recognize when you're getting angry and just realize anger, anger is not going to lead you to convert or convince that person. Absolutely. And it's going to probably give a bad testimony. Totally. Yeah. Totally.
2: Yeah, no, I I think that's that. Those are good comments. I I think that we, again, I'm just rereading C.S. Lewis's book *Mere Christianity*, and he makes the point that um, if somebody says something obnoxious, expect a Christian to 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 come back with a, a truth statement because we're a fighting people, and really we are. Um, Jesus said, "I I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword." we don't think that's not the standard evangelical understanding of christianity. A lot of people think that Jesus saved us to make us nice. And and that's not uh, that's not what he came to do. He came to make us sharp swords uh in cultures that are in rebellion to God. But uh, we still need to speak the truth in love. You know, be slow to speak, slow to anger. Uh, for the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. So, you, but uh, so I, I think we do need to be careful. But we need to, more Christian men need to find a way to engage that conversation and say, after I've listened to you, say, "Well, Zach, here's here's my conviction on that point. Are, would you be open to hearing that?" No. <laughs> uh,
0: it, it's okay. all, all right. Well, then you know all you're About lost the and... goal, who are you bringing glory to? <laughs> are right. you are you trying to? Puff yourself up by getting one more notch in your, you know, argument score. Uh, Are you trying to deflate the other person? Are you trying to be better than someone else? Uh, Those things are not in the Christian purview. They're not. But are you trying to glorify God? Are you trying to let truth be known? Are you trying to like speak truth um, despite the consequences? Like absolutely be assertive. Speak what God has given you. I look at 2 Corinthians twelve twenty, and to give a little context, Paul is writing to the Corinthians, and frankly, he's, he's worried about the next time he's going to come and see them because they're not behaving right. And he's worried that he's going to have to lay down the law when he gets there. And one of the things he's been hearing is uh, that there's been a lot of infighting and disputing and complaining among them. And he says, I fear that when I come, there may be discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorder. These are all manifestations of people that are in argument, in disagreement, trying to be better than each other, putting themselves above other people, thinking about themselves rather than God's kingdom. And uh, if you're disagreeing with someone, there absolutely could be this holy reason that you need to stand up for and like fight the case. But more often than not, um. There's pride in there, and uh, you're you're thinking too much of yourself and not enough about them, and you're not mm-hmm. seeing where can we find unity in Christ and where can we actually work together to build the kingdom.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. That's so good. And 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 understanding that we live in times that need a more reasoned Christianity.
1: Yeah, my mentor, one of my mentors, Dan Holland, he said. Do you want to make a point or do you want to make a difference? Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. And so how are we going to make a difference? Well, you got to speak truth. Yeah. And, and speaking the truth and love doesn't mean that you never confront someone's sin. And, but, but it's, it's the motivation of our heart. Am I, am I trying to hurt somebody? Am I trying to just make a point? Am I trying to let them know that I know better than them? Or am I just trying to bring them the truth because the truth is the truth and it's going to divide. Um, So I think that that's important to, to keep in mind. Grace really should make us people
2: who are more, have our identity more set and we should be less insecure and more confident. Um, even if somebody disagrees with us. And so we should be more gracious. Grace produces gracious people. But let's
0: be real. We're going to mess it up all the time and, uh, we're going to have disagreements and then that we are not proud of that we hurt people and then just, uh, man up and go apologize and say, look, I didn't do that right.
2: That's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I love it Be, because,
0: uh, those relationships are, are important and mm-hmm. you need to heal those relationships. Don't let a disagreement ruin a good relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 15, 1, a gentle answer turns away wrath. And when we humble ourselves and recognize, man, I blew it. I'm sorry. That's a gentle answer. And God will use that to turn away wrath.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm disappointed we didn't fight. In this episode, I was was hoping someone would say something that I disagreed with and I could jump on them, but I couldn't. All right. Maybe next time. Uh, I want to thank everyone at home for listening to this episode of the Forge Truth Podcast. If you have any questions or comments on what we talked about today, you can email the show at Forge at ForgeTruth.com. If you're interested in learning more about the Forge Movement, you can check out our website at ForgeTruth.com. And we'd love if you share this episode with a friend that needs to hear what we talked about. And we'd also love it if you left a review on Apple Podcasts for the show. Uh, Pete, why don't you lay down a challenge for the men listening today?
2: Well, this applies to all of us in so many ways. Uh, I think of the verse uh, in uh, Colossians, I think it is, uh, that said, uh, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned as it were with salt, that you may know how to respond to each person. And, uh, And guys, you know, Forge is about building great men as God defines greatness. And his greatness can be can can be seen in us if we will measure our words how we speak matters so be on that journey with us